Thank you all so much for tuning into this podcast. Depending on how I think this is going to end up, this will probably be my first and most likely last podcast. We're going to be in two stories tonight. The first one being in the book of John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 45, referencing the story of Lazarus. And the second one being in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 16 through 34, referencing the story of Paul and Silas. We'll dive right into verse 1 if you have your Bible. But if not, you can just go ahead and follow along with me. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. We'll go ahead and jump down to verses 3 and 4. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou loves is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, and if you have a pen, go ahead and underline this part. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. And finally, we'll jump down to verse 6. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. In this particular story, they were in a place a little beyond the city of Jordan when he had heard the news by way of a messenger from Mary and Martha that Lazarus was sick. Jesus told his disciples that they needed to go to Bethany to see Lazarus who had died, and he says this in verse 15, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Jesus ended up staying two more days where he was before going to Bethany to see Lazarus, and it ended up taking him two days of traveling in itself to get there. Verse 17 says, Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already, meaning that Lazarus had died the same day that the messenger was sent to him. A little while ago, it's probably been a few months now since it happened, me and a couple of my friends were making our weekly Chipotle run in my little Honda Civic, which if you know me, you know Chipotle is basically my whole life, because it's the best. When one of my friends suggested to me that I try the Chipotle chorizo chicken, which is Chipotle's own version of spicy chicken, and he had told me that it was better than the regular chicken that I had usually gotten, which I was super skeptical of, but I decided to try it anyways. So we waited in Chipotle's regularly crazy long line, and I finally made it up to the front, and I tell the lady that's about to go to town on making my bowl that I wanted the chorizo chicken, that it was supposed to be amazing. I get all my usual toppings, no beans necessary, and I get chips and queso, of course, which if you don't get chips and queso when you're at Chipotle, then you just haven't been living and you need to fix yourself. And then I go and sit down. Right before I go to start eating, my buddy looks over to me and says, prepare to be amazed. And so I take my first bite and it was everything but amazing. In fact, it was unamazing. My Chipotle experience for the week was ruined. I waited that whole day in that huge line just to be let down by something I wasn't expecting. Now the title of my message tonight is called Prepare to be Unamazed. And I know what you're thinking. When talking about God, everything is supposed to be amazing. But you'll find as we go through both stories tonight that God's unamazing timing in our lives ends up producing amazing miracles. Let's go ahead and continue on in the story with verse 21 when Martha finds out that Jesus was nearby. Verse 21 says, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. We'll also skip to verse 32 when Mary, the other sister, found out that Jesus was near the town. Verse 32 says, Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. The point that I want to get across to you tonight is, how are you responding to events in your own life when things turn bad and when they don't go as you'd planned? I love the first words from both sisters to Jesus as soon as he shows up into the town. It wasn't like a nice hello to him or to tell Jesus that they were in need of a great miracle that only he would be able to do. No, the first words that came from them are their complaints of how Jesus could have showed up and he didn't. But how many of us know that Jesus isn't asking for your opinion on how he should do something? 
He's asking for your faith. You've got to have faith that God not only can do it, but also that he knows when to do it. A few years ago, during the time where I had just got my license, does anyone remember getting theirs? I was looking for a good first car, and after like a week of searching, I had finally found it, a Hummer H3, and I just had to have it. It was close by, so I had my dad drive me to go test drive it. We get to the dealership, and it looks just as good as it did online, if not better. So I filled out all the paperwork to finally get to test drive it, and I get a few miles down the road, and I'm thinking to myself, man, this car is awesome until I get a few more miles down the road and I start hearing the brakes squeaking and finally the check engine light came on. Now I don't know a lot about cars other than how to change the air freshener in the rear view mirror, but I know that seeing that light is not a good sign. So I get it back to the dealer and we leave. Long story short, I did not end up getting the Hummer, sadly. And while I had to wait a little longer, what I did end up getting was something so much better. My first truck, which didn't have any problems whatsoever with it, and it blew the Hummer out of the water. Like me in that story, how many times are we like this with God? We have to have something our way or it'll seem like nothing could go right. As if God is waiting for our input on our situations. We like to think on our own and tell God that we know what's best rather than trusting God that he knows what's best. See in the story, Mary and Martha are giving complaints to Jesus as to why it needed to go their way. All while Jesus is saying that if they would just believe, they would see the glory of God in their circumstance. I found it really funny that Mary and Martha's first words to Jesus when they first saw him were exactly the same. Complaints. Mary and Martha in this story are actually you and me. How many times do we complain to God that if he would have just showed up when we wanted him to, or that if he would do something right when we asked him to, everything would have worked out according to plan? You've got to get in the mindset that maybe God isn't doing what you asked right when you asked because he sees something greater that can be done rather than the small thing that you've asked for. Waiting for something when it comes to God will always produce something much greater than we initially hoped for. We're going to go ahead and flip over to the story in the book of Acts now, reading from verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. We're going to be focusing on the second part of that verse, if you wanted to go ahead and underline it. To get us caught up in the story, Paul was directed by the Holy Spirit to take the gospel to the city of Macedonia. While in the city of Philippi, they were on their way to go pray when a lady possessed with the spirit of divination, a fortune teller, met them. She brought her masters a lot of money from telling future events. The girl followed them around for many days, saying they were from God to spread news of salvation. Paul had become very annoyed, so he turned to the spirit and cast it out. After her masters saw that their chances of making a profit off of her were gone, they had Paul and Silas thrown in jail. Now in this story, Paul and Silas were thrown into the inner prison, which was basically a dungeon and they had been beaten and had their feet fastened into stocks. Now, Roman stocks weren't just made to keep one from escaping, though. They were made with holes just wide enough apart so they would stretch the legs and bruise the feet to cause a lot of pain. If you look at this story through our eyes, Paul and Silas were thrown in jail for a terrible reason, for casting a spirit out of someone and setting them free. But to God, being thrown in jail was a great opportunity for him to show his glory to the unbelievers. I always wondered why God chose to wait all the way up until midnight to start moving. Why didn't God choose to show up at like 2 or 3 or any time during that day, but not wait all the way up until midnight, though? It's because the point of Paul and Silas being thrown in prison wasn't about Paul and Silas at all. It was about the other prisoners that were there, and later, the jailer of the prison. How are other people around you seeing you worship God, even though it may seem that in your life, God isn't working? I absolutely love the second part of that verse. And the prisoners heard them. What is your family hearing from you and what are your friends hearing from you when you are going through something and it seems as though God is not working? 
when it seems as though God isn't just rolling around in his Honda Civic waiting to save the day. It kind of seems like God just let the battery die on his Apple Watch and he forgot the time, and that you were in trouble and needed his help. You can either be like Mary and Martha, and the first thing you do is complain about your circumstance, or you can be like Paul and Silas and worship and praise God and trust that no matter what, he's got you. Your life may not be going exactly how you want it to go, but it is going exactly how God wants it to go and how it needs to go to further show God's glory to those around you. You see, God has a terrible tendency to show up late in our lives. In some parts of our lives, he shows up really late, but never once has God shown up when it was too late. And the stories, God allowed Paul and Silas to be thrown into prison. He allowed Lazarus to die when we all know that God could just as easily have gotten Paul and Silas's charges dropped, or he could have just healed the sickness before Lazarus had to die. But God had something so much greater in mind. You see, getting someone's charges dropped is one thing, but to cause a whole earthquake and have everyone released from jail is another. To heal someone is one thing, but to have someone actually die and bring them back to life is so much more spectacular, and God's purpose was not for Paul and Silas, and it wasn't for Lazarus either. They already believed in God's faithfulness. It was for the unbelieving prisoners and the keeper of the jail that night, and for the unbelieving Jews in the city that Lazarus was in. Verse 45 in the story of Lazarus, after he had been raised to life, says this, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. Don't be surprised when God puts you in a situation that you can't control just so he can show you his glory to those around you. Let your life be an example of how good God is, not just in the good times, because it's easy to trust God when things are going good. Trusting him when things aren't going how we'd planned is tough, and that's when we start complaining that maybe God just isn't working anymore. But in reality, God is working behind the scenes to produce a miracle far greater than you had hoped for. Your job might not be going how you'd hoped. Your family situation right now might not be going how you'd hoped. Your relationship might not be going how you'd hoped. Shout out to K King. We're in a rough patch, but you're still my fave. But through all of these things, God isn't done. God is still working, and God will do what he promised he would do. So in closing this podcast, I'd love to leave you all with a small prayer for those moments when it seems as though God just isn't working in your life, that he's forgotten about you, and that you're all alone to face it by yourself. Just say, God, I don't quite see what you're doing, but I know you're working. So while you work, God, I'll be waiting and I'll praise and I'll worship with everything I've got while going through it because I know that whatever you have planned for me is greater than anything I could have planned for me. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope it blessed you as much as it blessed me.